0: A lot of people have ideas. They have great million dollar ideas. But the the thing is there's only probably three percent of the population who will actually see their vision come to light. Most people quit. You know, oh this is too hard, or I don't even know where to start, or I'll get to it tomorrow, or they get stuck or whatever. No, I, I had goal and I had vision.
1: You're listening to the podcast factory. Put all your energy behind, whatever you partake in life, do the best, do it 100%. Hi everyone, welcome to our first official episode. My name is David and this is What's Your Story. Today on the show we have Kevin Estrella. We used to have an interview with him as Project Daybreak, but now we welcome him back in What's Your Story. He's the founder of Pyramids on Mars, but I'll let him tell you a little bit about it.
0: Pyramids on Mars has uh, been growing like 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 wildfire. Um, geez, I've had probably close to thirty magazine reviews. I've done countless radio interviews, always doing radio interviews, and uh, I'm actually in, the, in the, this week will be a very important week. I'll be hitting a hundred thousand Twitter followers, so it's um, it's going great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, Kevin, you said there were a lot of things happening for Pyramids on Mars. Can you tell us a bit about it?
0: Well, to kind of give a background on people, for people who are completely not familiar with uh, Pyramids on Mars, I'm uh, uh, an instrumental guitar player, very much in the style of Joe Um My music is instrumental rock. I released uh, my second CD back in 2015, Echo Cosmic, and one magazine was calling it the best instrumental since Satrani's Surfing with the Alien." So that was uh, very flattering. And I I take my music to uh, many different levels and heights. But my music is different than Joe Satrani in the sense that he is more blues-based, where I'm more classically influenced coming from the school of Ingve Malmsteen. And so I take a lot of my direction from Malmsteen's influences, like J.S. Bach and Antonio Vivaldi. But I didn't want to sound like another Saturday, another Malmsteen clone. So in order to, you know, to really, you know, to really take in somebody's influence, you need to go back to what influenced them, and that was Bach and Vivaldi. And so then I, when I started listening to what Bach and Vivaldi were doing, it was like a complete paradigm shift. It was like hearing music for the first time. And so thus then began a new road of just listening to classical music for probably seven years. And I made this unconscious decision, kind of like the way Malmsteen did, to start making the guitar sound more like a violin. And so the the melodic lines that I started playing were more in line with what the violin lines of what uh, these composers were doing. And so then I started to go down this rabbit hole even further. And really start to explore these the uh, intricacies and uh, this of this of the style of, of of playing and writing, and so then um, uh, I made the decision two years ago, when I went to the Canadian Music Week in Toronto, and uh, met with many record labels, and they made it very clear that it doesn't matter how many fans you have, you know, if you have 250,000 Twitter followers. If you cannot tour, no record label is going to be interested in you. So in the situation that I was in, um, I realized I got to be able to financially be able to, you know, leave my job for, you know, a couple weeks at a time or a month or a time. So I needed to supplement my income. So I thought, how am I going to do this? And I thought, wait a second, I could create a series of online guitar instructional videos teaching my style to lead guitar playing. A lot of people have ideas. They have great million dollar ideas. But the thing is, there's only probably 3% of the population who will actually see their vision come to to light. Most people quit. You know, oh, this is too hard, or I don't even know where to start, or I'll get to it tomorrow, or they get stuck, or whatever. No, I I had goal and I had vision. And so I ended up spending um, a year and a half creating these series of online guitar instructional videos. From, From concept to it being online, which it is now. And you can check them out if you go to my website, pyramidsonmars.com. There's a link to my guitar lessons there. So, you know, I, I, I've done a lot to to promote myself, to show people my style of guitar playing. You know, I, I created 100 lessons teaching my style of lead playing. And it's really been, you know, turning a lot of heads. People are, like, saying, well, what is, what is this guy doing? Like, this is, you know, I've, I've never heard guitar players play like this. And, you know, I put out, you know, tweets all the time, and a lot of my tweets will actually be directing to particular lessons that I've created. And a lot of these lessons will be, you know, in the style of Paul Gilbert, in the style of Yngwie Malmsteen, or um, an idea that I took from Bach, and I'm teaching uh, a concept. Um, I'm getting huge amounts of, of reviews on it, and people are loving what I'm doing, retweets and stuff like that. I mean, my Twitter... When you look at my Twitter activity, you know, okay, I've got, you know, that number of followers, but when you actually look at the number of views, I think I last calculated over pretty close to 9 million Twitter views I've had. So, you know, people are really checking out what I'm doing. And so I, I send out about, you know, an average of about five or six tweets a day that are different tweets. Some will be like, a you know, a magazine interview. Some will be, uh, um, you know, my my neck illusions uh, you know that I have on my neck cause I have an endorsement with neck illusions um, which actually, which is really cool. Um, the latest guitar player to join neck illusions three months ago, Steve Vai, <laughs> Steve Vai joined neck illusions. So now all of a sudden, you know, you go to the neck illusion, the website, and, you know, you see Steve Vai's new neck graphics and his pictures in the middle and right next to him is, is me. So you know, that's, that's really cool, you know, that things are really starting to, you know, blossom and, and all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of attention and people are starting to recognize Kevin Estrella of Pyramids on Mars. And, you know, a lot of people are comparing me to, you know, on the same scale as Satrani and Vi and Malmstein and all these guys. So, um, you know, if you really focus on what you're doing and, and you love what you're doing, you don't look around and look what other people are doing. You, you you go down your rabbit hole and become that what it is that you love. Never look back. And that's that's kind of the secret. Be yourself. Um, learn to find out who you are what it is that you love. And one of the greatest uh, quotes that really I found really inspiring was way back in the 90s when Metallica first released their first. Um, DVD or or VHS video and there's something that that Kirk Hammett said that always stuck with me and he said to imitate is to create you have to start somewhere and I thought about that and how profound that was like what it meant was you know to take your influences and don't be afraid to um, to imitate your, your, your influences because you're never going to be them You'll you'll never actually be them, but you can um, learn as much as you can from your influences and you'll take a a piece of them into your own playing.
1: Now, last time I spoke with Kevin, um, we also had a little chat about the different side of Pyramids on Mars.
0: Uh, I always uh, had a passion for extraterrestrials and UFOs and understanding, you know, ETs. I've spent my entire life studying them and I always felt like it was my calling to to, you know, to raise consciousness on this planet and and teach people about our, you know, our star our star nation families. And I always felt like I was just waiting waiting and waiting for the for that opportunity. And then I found out that actually that was always my reason here on this planet. As when August 21st, 2014, an interdimensional craft flew across my backyard, opened a portal, and left. And then it it changed my life forever. And all the other synchronicities and all the things that have happened since that time has just increased exponentially absolutely exponentially so i end up you know finding out that, you know almost a year later um i was i was basically told to go and meet with ufo researcher grant cameron it was through the incredible synchronicity you know i found out he was presenting in in the alien cosmic exhibition in toronto or in, in brantford and his presentation was on extraterrestrials and musicians and why ETs are contacting musicians to raise consciousness and frequency on the planet. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is about me. This is insane. This is actually a real occurrence of something that's going on. I'm being called to go and see him. It was it was crazy. And so I end up meeting with him and I and I find out that um, MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network, were there, too. And they were actually doing a presentation that weekend on my case. <laughs> It was crazy. All these synchronicities that were taking place. They were doing a presentation on my case uh, because it was the most authentic case they came across. They they would say it it was genuine. It was real. But then I found out that when I asked them how many other people reported it, they said there was no other reports. Nobody else saw it. And I'm like, then I'm freaking out saying, wait a sec, that's impossible. This thing was like, you know, a couple hundred feet off the ground in the middle of the city of Hamilton. It was like 40 feet in diameter. It was... It was covered in plasma and gradient and glowing red, and it was only going at the speed of a helicopter. There should have been hundreds of people who saw it. But that was not the case. The case was that it was an isolated incident. I was the only one who reported it. And this was actually verified through another radio show who I was on that week- after that weekend. They did the investigation on my case. There was zero evidence of any sighting that night that I saw. To the point that they called me up the next day and said due to the lack of evidence of your case we are dropping it don't ever contact us again but i knew what i saw and mufon verified it talked to grant cameron and what he told me is yeah it happens all the time i says what are you talking about yeah one person will see a ufo and nobody else sees it yeah it happens all the time it's called the odds effect he says Kevin, they have the ability of shutting down whoever it is that they do not want to have contact with and having contact with the individual who they want to have contact with. He said, Kevin, they're in direct contact with you. And then everything started to come together. And then I started having more synchronicities taking place. I've had increase in ESP. I've had other increase in abilities. I've had more, I've seen more UFOs since then. In fact, um... If you go to my Twitter page, which is pyramids on mars underscore, and you look at my Twitter picture, you'll see a picture of me. And right behind me is a UFO. I was doing a photo shoot, and they photobombed me. They showed up in the picture. We took hundreds of photos that day. It showed up once in that one photo. That was That was a UFO sighting. I had another UFO sighting. Six weeks ago, I just was out on the outside, and I just happened to look straight up, and here it was, right above my head, flying just below the cloud line, was a cylinder-like cigar-shaped UFO going right across the sky. It was incredible. The thing is, is that what people have to understand is that the UFO phenomenon is not a physical phenomenon. That's what people need to break from. This is not a physical phenomenon. this is a consciousness phenomenon. And what I mean by that is that, yes, these these craft are, are real, they're physical, you know they're they're made of metal, but there is a consciousness behind the whole UFO phenomenon. When you start to understand telepathy, when you start to understand quantum mechanics, when you start to understand, that everything in the universe is connected, that all of our consciousnesses are connected. Then you will start to break free from what you see as a physical world, which is actually nothing but a series of vibrations. And we know this through physical form where the, you know, the, the, the slower vibration, the more things become solid. As things heat up, they become liquid until they evaporate vaporize into you know into 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 the into gas it's the same thing with everything in the universe everything is a vibration but when you start to break things down understand the consciousness behind everything and that these star beings are all telepathic they're all connected to telep- telepathy i in this last year have finally started to have experiencing my own telepathy and that's because I have some very good teachers. I'm actually in contact with some extraterrestrials on a daily basis. Um, they're Zetas. You can find them on, YouTube, on, on Twitter, actually. If you go to Sandia Wisdom, there is a group of Zetas who live in the Albuquerque, underneath the Albuquerque Mountain, or the Sandia Mountain in Albuquerque, at that, local, that that base, which has been there for a 1,000 years. There's, they're not the only ones there. There's a whole bunch of ETs there but they're actually using Twitter to communicate. They are very real. And I'm, I'm very good friends with them. And, and actually, um, one of them visited my daughter a few weeks ago. Snooped around my house. <laughs> His name's Radar, and he's, he's a good buddy of mine.
1: Now, um, what's happening for you in the near future?
0: Uh, Music-wise, I'm actually in the process of writing my third CD right now. So I'm very excited about it. Um, I'm basically, since I've my last CD uh, and I released these series of guitar instructional videos, I've really been able to turn around and study myself and really learn about what it is that I'm doing from stepping outside. And so I've completely reinvented myself musically since the, my last release. So I've my 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 skills have just Really tightened in regards to the sound direction that I'm going, so it's very exciting. Um, and my next CD is actually going to be a lot more industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going actually back to um, my first album of a lot of the stuff that I was doing on my first album. Going back to using, uh, bringing the you know the analog keyboards more predominantly in the sound. The the drums are um, a lot tighter now. Uh, I'm going for actually a particular Mix that—it's funny. I'm actually going back to my Rush roots, and my and the mix on, on my music is actually starting to sound more like the old Rush albums. Uh, the the guitar, you know, the, um, the the tone of the drums, the the tone of the bass. I'm really getting influenced by Getty Lee these days. So it's going to be really interesting to see where this new album going. It's probably going to be sounding a lot more um, Rush influenced than some of my previous albums. So it's very exciting. Everything can be found on my website at pyramidsonmars.com. Um, both both my CDs are on there. They're available in you know forty forty different locations in di- digitally, you know Amazon and, 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 and iTunes and all the other places. So you can find you can find my music pro, you know, pretty much anywhere. Um, and follow me on follow me on Facebook, you know at Pyramids on Mars. Follow me on Twitter at pyramidsonmars_underscore. You know all these um, these are best places to find me. The, my website has links to everything. If you go to my website, you'll be able to find everything. Uh, okay. And I actually, to tell you the truth, I also have uh, my own UFO radio talk show now, too. I was offered my own UFO radio talk show on the Artist First Network. And I have I'm I have about 10,000 listeners who each listen to each show, and my show just continues to grow. And I interview a lot of people who have been on BoardCraft, you know, a lot of uh, experiencers, and a lot of alien human hybrids oh and also check out the store uh, that, that's important too we got lots of I got t-shirts I've got uh, ET t-shirts that were actually the images were actually of real extraterrestrials from one of my guests that he had drawn because they had done some um, enhancement to his uh, his brain for uh, visual stuff and he ended up creating these very realistic uh, extraterrestrial t-shirts you gotta check those out They're, it's, it's, the artwork incredible
1: yeah. Okay, now thanks again for passing by our show.
0: Well, thank and... you for having me on, Dave. There's so much more to talk about. I mean, uh, the the other ET experiences that I've had this year, people are people are talking. We're talking about it at the Alien Cosmic Expo. Um, yeah, I, I ended end up channeling a, an extraterrestrial. Uh, he came through me telepathically, and everybody's talking about it. It was actually an Alpha Draconian. My voice changed. My body. I felt my body change um it was it was an alpha draconian i end up channeling at the expo uh there's reasons as to why it happened we're not going to get into those it's a long story but i end up you know i these alpha draconian reptilians they actually have wings they're more like dragons they feel like dragons and i actually felt um my back get large and i actually felt wings on my back um it was it was all documented too people are everywhere everybody was talking about it it was an incredible experience for the next podcast yeah we'll talk about that yeah
1: so far our interview with kevin if you would like to leave him a note just comment on the links below go to his website or if you want to share your passion uh, your story even involving ufo stuff like that just send us an email at info at whatsyourstory.be thanks and until next time